0: This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Hey, good morning, Wisconsin the boys! Have been playing good football recently.
0: Hey, Amon, what's going on, dude?
1: Oh, what's up?
0: How we living, baby?
1: Hey, man, how you doing?
0: I'm good. We doing miss good. you in good studio morning. today, dude.
1: What's that? Where
0: are you, what are you doing? Where are you going?
1: Um, right now I'm in uh, I'm in Arizona at an appearance here down at a sports car store called Free Agent Sports, signing autographs for Packer fans in the Arizona area, in Tempe, Phoenix, Arizona area.
0: That's cool, man. And, oh, hey, yeah. um, by the way, Sunday you're going to be at Badger City Auto, correct, yes. right here in Madison? Correct.
1: correct. I'll be down there uh, Sunday afternoon before the Packers play these, uh, the Chiefs uh, Pat Mahomes, uh, i say, uh, minus Chiefs here. So it's going to be an interesting game. Now it's, now it's looking, you know, me and Nellie just talking, it's looking like a different, uh, i say, game. Because obviously Pat Mahomes not playing, Aaron is playing, and that offense and defense is uh, hitting on the cylinders. Now we're looking at something that we're to get in the rhythm here. The Packers can get in the rhythm. They got games coming up that are winnable games. Just by just having a defense, but now the offense is clicking. And this was something I was thinking about throughout the season. You know, after game, obviously after game one, the big win in Chicago, but then uh, going to playing against the Vikings and then playing against the Broncos. Game that, that say the Bron- Vikings, I knew it was going to be a tough game, but the Broncos game was a was a game I knew they could win. they just had to play football. But then losing to Philly, I was a little worried, just, just wondering where they're going to go. But when they went on a road to Dallas a tough place to play, a tough place for the Packers to win in history, but then did their job and then held together against the uh, the Lions and then did what they did last week against the Raiders was like, oh, man. So now this part of the year, coming to midseason, and they're in a rhythm offensively, defensively. Injuries haven't been a part of the picture, which has been great. Usually the boys come across somebody getting hurt. Uh, receiver Aaron, you know, to a point where it throws their season off. So right now they're staying on point and I'm liking where things are going to especially get Mahomes on the road. They have Matt Moore. He's coming in and trying to take the helm to try to guide this ship for them. And so that part is going to be interesting because that's, going, that's not going to be an easy task.
2: Visiting with our guy, Amon Green, it is the Amon Green Show. You got a question for Amon, you can hit us up on Twitter at Zone Madison. So, Amon, you mentioned Patrick Holmes, and obviously that's the storyline of the game. And, yes, we all assume he's not going to play. There was a report yesterday out of Kansas City that he was taking second-team reps with the Chiefs offense. And Ebo and I are like, that is absolutely insane. One week removed from a dislocated kneecap, and they're, you know, they haven't ruled them out completely for Sunday. Do you think this is just complete gamesmanship? By Andy Reid, that of course there's no real possibility of uh, of Mahomes starting on Sunday, but he's just doing this to make the Packers prepare. Or do you think there's really an outside chance that a week removed from a dislocated kneecap, he could actually play on Sunday?
1: Um, I I, I know Andy, and he's straight up. He's a uh, black and white. He's not gonna. There's no gazemanship here. He just. It might have been something that because I know the the team has rules, NFL rules, where you actually have to say how are you going to list a player, even if it's doubtful, if it's questionable? So you legally, from NFL rules, have to state that. So he probably just stated that, and that's because he, he's walking, and he could maybe jog a little bit. But it, and for him, Pat Mahomes, I think he probably said, you know what, let me just take a couple snaps so I don't get too much out of my zone where I'm at, throwing the ball and things of that nature. Um, but no, I don't think he's going to play. I had a bruise kneecap when I was in Houston in 2007. Yeah, how's and that, that feel? That was... HC double hockey stick. That was not the <laughs> best feeling in the world. It it was too, it was painful. Um, and then the biggest thing for me was rest. And they didn't get to let me rest it. It was more pushing me out to play because I had just signed with the Houston Texans and uh, the GM, the, the owner. They were all worried about their new purchase. And it just unfortunately, I got I had a bum knee and there was nothing I could do about it other than rest it. But they tried to push me to play, and eventually it led to. Another injury, and then just – I kept getting hit literally, literally directly on the knee. How's that so feel? Without meaning, oh, it did not feel good. It just felt like literally knife was in my kneecap and getting shoved through inch by inch. And then it, it basically ended my, my – yeah, it, ended, it, it led to my first IRC – well, second IR season at that time. The, fir, the first one being in 2005 when I tore my quad against the Vikings. But then this one came where it really shouldn't have happened. If I would have rested, I would have been able to go. The rest of the year, maybe a month of rest, and get back at it. Take the soreness away because it was just a swelled up knee. But uh, for Mahomes being dislocated kneecap, it's uh, it is repairable. You just gotta give it rest, and I think they're gonna give that to him.
0: On, I gotta ask you, man. Like in the locker room, if you're, I, I assume almost everyone's playing through injury. But is there a point where some players are like, dude, you need to like give it up and sit down and give it a rest for a week? Or is there are people like looking at that saying, you need to play through this? Like, what's the machismo like in the locker room of playing through injuries? Uh,
1: there's one is one or two guys you know the guy like myself I knew I could play. I knew my body well so I, I tested it out for two weeks and without getting hit on it where I was protecting myself and protecting the knee in Houston, I knew I could play but then it was a couple of play you know it's football you got you got guys coming from all angles and I get clipped on the knee and it just was like it was like it got re-injured like it was day one and I'm like oh man so I knew eventually that I'm gonna have to take a break. Other guys, though, they have that. I'm here for the team. I'm, I'm, I want to show the team that I'm tough. I could work through it, and that's where they could get him into another injury. And that's kind of how I felt with Mahomes. That with the ankle, I knew okay, with a bad ankle as a quarterback, because I know as a running back, it could lead to other stuff if you don't take care of it. That means rehab every day, get it, get the uh, soreness out of it. So with that ankle, passing as a quarterback and athletic as he is, I knew that hope. I was hoping. Man, hoping nothing serious happens out it, And it wasn't a big thing. It wasn't like an ACL or MCL. A uh, kneecap is similar to a meniscus. You just got to give it time, let it rest, and then it heals on its own, and then he could be back out there. So that's kind of where I see things um, coming at for him right now. So I'm glad it wasn't nothing major. It happened at the bottom of the pile, so it was just more like somebody probably pressed on it real hard while he was going for that first down on the goal line.
2: Speaking of uh, playing injured, visiting with our guy, Amon Green, you obviously, Amon, played with the, the most legendary tough guy of all time in Brett Favre. Uh, how many times or were there times where you saw him and said, no way is going to play this week, or he did play, and you're like, I can't believe dude played. What are they thinking putting Brett Favre out there? Because i got to think it's the same thing going on with Mahomes, and if Brett Favre was playing in 2019 – as opposed to 1999, I got to think there's some different views on him playing injured. What, what were some of the crazy Favre injury stories?
1: Oh, man. Uh, well, he had, when I was there, he had uh, a crack knee, a uh, thumb. He had an MCL. And that MCL sprain, i say, was on me because I we're playing against the Redskins, Washington, and they did a nice cross blitz with LeVar Arrington. Well, you remember, the big linebacker out of Penn State, and I missed the cross blitz. I just missed him because there was two guys coming at the same time. I had to choose one, and I went for one, and I missed, missed him. And so they had two guys that sat Brett in that game, and he sprained his MCL. And it was at the end of the game. The game was decided. We had won, but now our quarterback, the only good thing was we had a bye week after that game. So my worry level went totally down to about 10% because I know if he had time, he could heal. And even if we did have a game last week, the next week he was going to play. I know how he is. I mean, I, I wasn't worried about him not playing. I was just upset that I gave up the blitz to get him hurt. So as, as you know, I didn't do my job. Um, so I told him in that locker room, dude, you're never going to get touched again. Um, because I took it personal when my quarterback got hit, no matter where I was, even at Nebraska, you know, we passed the ball like two times a season. Um, it was so. It was a thing. Like I, I got to. I missed my job. I got to get it right. What did, so, you, did you
0: say anything to Favre? Did you like get him a present, a present or anything? Like hey, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, no but. present. No, I just told him. I told him. I said like some I'm flowers. Sorry, man.
1: <laughs> right. I'm your Billie best. Brett You're not getting hit no more this season. Or you know while I'm in the backfield, and I pretty much I'm pretty sure I had a hot. Me and that old line had a pretty good percentage of him <clears throat> not getting sacked. So, uh, but he rehabbed through that week and he got in that game. Um, but for me, no surprises. Nothing surprised me about when he did not, when he did play from an injury where where both people would not play. Um, The thumb, I was just like, I know he's gonna suck it up because I remember him making comments like what his dad would say to him. If it's not broke, if I I have to carry you off, that's when you're done playing. You know, so he would make comments like that. So I knew that a sprained knee, a busted thumb, a bad ankle, a shoulder, whatever, if it wasn't broken. Jason did cut it off since we were in October, um, <laughs> then he's going to play football.
0: Amon, hey, do you think that the NFL, when you played, was tougher, or is that as medical and the science around it just caught up?
1: Um, Kind of both. Guys were a little little more uh, – I think we were built from a different uh thread. And yeah. guys played through – because I know for a fact that I played through many of high ankle sprains. And now I see a high ankle sprain as a guy being out a month. You know in basketball and football, um, I know I played it one in my freshman year, and maybe it's me being you know tough and dumb, or maybe the doctors didn't know how to diagnose it then, but it was sore, I iced it a lot, but I was able to run I could able to I say, in my mind, I learned how to bypass that that one area where basically I can't do this because it hurts or whatever, and help me stay on that field longer. Um, I think a lot of us at those at those years, Had it, Brett was definitely one of those guys that when he uh, was on that field, even with hell or high water, he was going to be on that field if he could play, if he could throw the ball.
2: Visiting with Amon Green. It's the Amon Green show here on the Wisconsin Sports on Radio Network. Uh, all right, so let's go to the injuries, Amon, for this week. And obviously, the biggest one continues to be Devontae Adams. We visited on this last week, you know, and we've, you know, you've experienced it, and probably anyone who's played uh, football has experienced turf toe. And, you know, the fact that we're into week four and still don't have a resolution on this, I mean, what should the level of concern now be for the Packers that this thing is still hanging out there uh, with Devontae Adams?
1: It should be zero. Um, you still got a lot of good football left, and and I say zero because they have all those receivers. They have um, Aquaman and St. Brown. Um, have uh, Kumaro. They have a whole bunch of fleet of receivers that have experience from their rookie year, which I enjoyed last year. That's why I was excited about these guys last year because their rookie season, they had a ton of time played. Um, so all those guys, Jimmy Graham, he's waking up. And Aaron Jones out of the backfield and Jamal Williams, they're getting him the ball, you know, so Matt LaFleur is flexing his muscles because we saw this in LA with the Rams because he had girly. We saw this in Tennessee with Derrick Henry running the ball, but then passing it around to all the receivers, taking advantage of who um, the team has on the roster for their receivers. You know, those guys are young and they're hungry. That's the biggest thing because they want to go out there and get better. They want to make sure they get the ball sent through, thrown their way, um, because they know once they gain Aaron's uh, respect, trust of catching the ball, as they do, you know. So, we got Vitaly coming out of the bathroom. Aaron, um, Alan Lazard as well. You know, Geronimo's back. So, all those guys at his, disp- at, at his dispense to throw it to, I'm not worried. Because Devontae could take his time. I mean, because i got all these receivers, and so you can take your time, buddy. Get back healthy, 100%. Because we're gonna need you. I say the dig I say when you start to worry, it's come December, and he's not back. Now you're gonna have the rookies going into a playoff situation that does, that do not have a whole lot of experience, and because the team hasn't been there in the last two seasons.
2: You mentioned Jamal Williams, uh, Ahmad, and it's you know back for a second game, and whether it's a lack of you know receivers or just something they found. Obviously, the throwing to running backs continues to play, be a big part of the Packer offense. Obviously, you one of the great. Pass catching running backs in, in Packer history. What are you seeing from from Jones and and Williams as far as being receivers?
1: Um, I'm I'm liking it because they have the soft hands in the screen game. Um, seeing uh, I haven't really seen like like big serious route running, running an option route, or running a a slant or running a, a drag or a burst as we call it over the middle. But we I'm seeing these guys get open on these little screens that Malafore is done designed for them and I like it because you gotta have patience to set up your O line so they're getting that patience. At first the first couple <clears throat> excuse me, the first couple of screen plays that I've seen Mal or Aaron Jones run early in the season they were kind of getting ahead of their linemen and uh not letting the opportunity for the linemen to get their run fits. That means get their by guys blocked so they could get down the field a little further. And now they're doing that because they've been running these screens effectively Matt LaForce throwing them into the offense at the right time when the defense is not expecting it. And that's how you get away with running a good run game. And that was something um, Tom Rossley, Mike Sherman was good at when I was there in the backfield, having that right opportunity. You just got to know, okay, now is the time to throw the screen because we're doing this. We're passing the ball well or we're running the ball so well that we know they're gonna, the defenders are going to bite up on the play action, thinking it's a pass, and then also fell out of there to let the running back do his thing, the, the lineman fold out, And get out on the uh, into the flat route into the flat area to block the corner and the linebackers that are unexpected of the screen. So having that for them in their resume, you know, in under their things the traditional that running back, what I need to do: catch the ball, you know, run the after I catch the ball, have a good you know run the ball great, but then also be able to run routes later. So I see route running because I see, I mean, when I think back Dallas game and then Aaron Jones big touchdown um, last week against the Raiders, that play was set up as. You know, the the drop pass in Dallas. You know, he dropped the pass, but it's still a great team route. It's a a formation and somewhere you could catch the defense off guard, and they did. The first time Aaron Jones dropped it, but LaFleur still had faith. And Aaron Jones, I'm pretty sure as a player, he's like, look, man, give me another chance. I want to get that route, and I'm going to catch the ball. All know, right, I'm on. Touchdown, or, touchdown or not? I'm, I'm on. I'm looking at yep. your
0: uh, stats here on Pro Football Reference. You had 14 receiving touchdowns with the Green Bay Packers. Did you ever catch one like Aaron Jones caught against the Raiders, like some you know edge of the edge, corner of the end zone, back shoulder I mean, pass, falling down? Did you ever have one like that? There's one that sticks uh, out in your mind.
1: Try to think about it. I know I caught a, slide, a couple of sliders from Brett where I was actually sliding into the end zone. One of them was the Monday night where Antonio had a crazy catch yeah. against Minnesota. But then the second one was actually Brett's 300 t- career touchdown p- pass, and that was against the New England Patriots in New in Gillette Stadium back in 2002. So i say say no spectacular catch like that, but was able to do some things with the ball because a lot of screenplays that I had took to the house, one against the Rams and one against the Dolphins and a few big ones against the uh, Chicago Bears. To pick up first downs or get the ball in. Fav ever throw a screamer at you? <laughs> uh, every now and then, but he knew better. He knew I, knew better. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't Donald. I wasn't a uh, Javon Walker, Robert Fergie. You know those guys were downfield, eighteen yards, twenty yards. He had the gun and in there for me. My range was at the most ten yards. You had soft hands. I, yeah, soft pants, soft hat. So I, I, <laughs> I was definitely happy for that.
0: This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continuing with
2: our guy, Amon Green. He is back. What's up, Amon?
1: Man, loving it. Loving it. Yeah, look, not much is hey, up. But, Amon, uh, it's like 30.
2: Batman. Guess what? It's yeah. 30 degrees in
1: Wisconsin today. Yeah, what's what's the in temperature in Arizona? Arizona? It was, we got off the plane. It was like eighty four. Oh, oh, dude, man, <laughs> come on, man, man, am I hungry? Oh, but but it's like we're all like, I want not say congested. Our bodies are adjusting to the dry air, so we like got stuffy noses. Our skin is dry. I'm like thirsty every.
2: <laughs> oh my god, I'm on. on! I have to go to Vegas twice a year for work, and you know I might have a few cocktails here and then. But even when I don't, I feel like I am hungover the next morning because it's so dry. I gotta drink like fifty bottles of water every time I'm in Vegas.
1: Right. I said, you know what? I'll take that, drinking water, to dealing with negative or very cold weather. That's the, not a problem. For
0: the first time this morning, I had, to, uh, I had to take the ice off the my windshield. I had to like, get my Oof. scraper out. It was so lame. Yeah.
1: I did that a couple of days ago. I got in, I had to go out, start the car up, warm that thing up, and it had ice all over the hood. I was like, oh, my God. It's already here! No, wait. Go away. Go I said, on.
0: what, the French toast when I went out this morning? <laughs> Uh, yes, uh my man, My, my man. My we mind. will uh, we'll <laughs> get Amon's. That's, Amon, that's trademarked by Amon, by the yeah, way. Yeah, that is Amon's. What yeah. difference.
2: We're gonna get, I'm going to copyright that for you. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll get to the game coming up in the, in the next hour here. We've got a few minutes left here before the top-of-the-hour break, Amon. The trade deadline obviously coming up here in a couple days. A lot of people thought the Packers might make a move at wide receiver. Some of the names that were rumored, like Emmanuel Sanders and Muhammad Sanu, end up going to other teams. There are still <laughs> names out there, like, Robbie Anderson, or if you want to entertain the crazy Antonio Brown. But, like, do you think the Packers will or should make a trade here before the trade deadline hits?
1: Um, I don't think they should. Like I already mentioned, they have the, the crew of receivers that are young, they have experience, and they want to play, and then they have their main guy coming back. I, I believe Devontae Adams will be back come December, somewhere in November time, because it does take time but it doesn't take that long and he'll be ready to go. I believe he'll be testing it out soon. If he's not testing it already, as we speak it on this, um, on this Friday morning, but he's a guy that I know. And that training staff, like I said, best in the league training staff to get players back together on that field and performing at a high level. So I believe he will be back. So no need. And to be honest, they have their cap room. You know, I don't really know that number, but they spent money on Devonte last year, two years ago. They spent money on to keep Aaron back there. So, Really in the budget? Is it in the budget to bring in a a top-tier A-grade receiver or somebody in the middle of the pack, and or in the middle, yeah, middle of the pack? But don't really need to have you know spend that money when they have the group of receivers, guys that are playing and catching the ball that are already acclimated to this offense and Aaron. So why the need? Because then that's an adjustment for that guy coming in. I know also was uh, A.J. Green was rumored to be one of those um, top-tier. Pro Bowl receivers, and I'm um, eventually letting their, letting go from their team. <clears throat>
2: so. Yeah, and you know it's it, it's it's kind of a, a double edged sword, right? Aman, I mean, if yeah. it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, they haven't lost a game yet without Adams, so why would you make a trade? The comeback would be, well, neither is New England or San Francisco; they're both undefeated. Why did they go out and get wide receivers, the same names that were rumored at Green Bay? So, you know, what's your take on teams like the Patriots who? Are pretty much going to steamroll through the AFC, going out and making a big move.
1: True, true. Um, what I would say to that again, they have budgeted better. They probably have the funds because you got to have money to go get these guys to trade for them. So you definitely, when trading, you're actually taking over. Not just, it's not just a free agent signing where you can negotiate the price, but you got to take over that contract in a trade. So that means whatever they're getting paid for the Bengals or for the Raiders. Or the Patriots, you gotta pay them that. There's no no renegotiation until the end of the year. So, like I meant, like I mentioned, it's that simple. Do they have the money in the budget? We already know they have the space on the roster because you can just trade out players. But do they have the budget and the funding to make sure they have it? And then probably, if they did, it might be just only enough for one season to get through this year to make this run that they're on right now. You know, because they're on a good run, and like I said, come December. Before December, we'll know their playoff position if they keep winning. They have to keep winning, though, know, and then we'll know that, you know, come December, first week, second week of December, because playoffs would pretty much be done and set, you know, only for the teams that have the, i say, the tie, the close ending seasons to win the last game because the team beat that team type of situation.
0: Hey, man, we're getting I'm close to the break here, but I asked you with, you know, getting colder out in Arizona now for the, you know, for today, doing a little signing thing. And talking about the playoffs, when did you like to play football the best? When was your, What's your favorite type of climate to play in?
1: Uh, to be honest, right now. <laughs> I played in – I mean, I, I didn't really care to play in anything, but if I had my choices to pick from, like it was on Madden, and I got the choice to choose the weather, I would choose probably roughly. It's not snowing, but it's just chill. Like, yeah, right between, like a nice fall day? i say at the coldest, at now, like you said, 30, up to around – 50. That was like, like crime where I didn't really, literally, I didn't have to drink a whole ton of water or Gatorade, and I didn't really get tired that much. I don't know what it was. It might have been it not being as hot because when the heat's there, you get you get a little bit labored and you gotta you gotta rest a little more because it's hot. I mean, you know I mean I ran hot anyway in terms of my body, <laughs> so I, I run even hotter when running it's like hot, 90 degrees, Ninety degrees and fifty percent humidity. <laughs>
2: You're like a built-in heater, Ramon Green.
1: <laughs> yeah, I
0: can say. Right. This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Ew. Zone Radio Network. Yo, 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 yo Amon, Amon Green Show. Hey, what's up, fellas?
2: <laughs> I just heard my voice. I was yelling so hard. It hey, Amon, loud, Amon. So when yeah, you're
0: I... fl- when you're on when you're flying to you know what, you flew to Arizona, correct? Yeah. You, what do what you watch on the plane? Are you like a, you uh, a superhero movie kind of guy? You're getting caught up again, or what?
1: Uh, not well. No, I'm in October, so I watch the horror movies. Oh, the hor-
0: what? So, what horror movies are you watching?
1: I, I watch Predator.
0: Oh, a lot of body mass. A lot of body mass. Yeah. Aman, Aman, get to the chopper. Get just
2: to the, the chopper, chopper Aman.
0: I ain't got time chopper. to bleed, Aman. I ain't got time to bleed.
2: We're all going to
1: die. <laughs> Aman
2: Green, you son of a bitch. What's the
0: matter, Aman? CIA got you pushing too many pencils?
1: Oh, no. I hey, love it, Carl. Hey, man, is, is that the
0: greatest handshake in movie history? Carl yeah, Weathers or Arnold Schwarzenegger?
1: Definitely. I got to put it high up there. I know it's plenty of handshake, handshakes in, uh, in Hollywood over 100 years of making movies or more or whatever, you, whatever that number is. But, yes, yeah, that's got to be the best handshake ever. I remember seeing it when I was 10. I watched that movie when I was 10, and I was like, I want to be in the next movie. <laughs> but, Mom, we, gotta get you, we got some things to do. We got
0: some things to do, because we're going to reboot Predator again, because I already rebooted it. We'll reboot Predator again with you in it, and then we're yeah. going to have you be the first black Batman, correct?
1: Correct. That's what we're working on. That is the projects of today for Evo, yep. Joe, and Mr. Green here.
0: Yep. And Amon, let me ask That's you one good. thing. With uh, it, you know Halloween coming up, who would win in a fight? Alien or Predator or Amon Green?
1: Oh, oh <laughs> well, you throw me in the mix. Me. <laughs> All right, just
0: Alien <laughs> and Predator.
1: Because I'm going to make sure, like Batman does, do my homework. <laughs> and I know both of them are creatures from another planet, but they have... Weapons like the Predator, and I would mask his. I would match his weapons. I would hold them, or in some way, shape, or form, because I got the tools. I got the yep. the funding to get the weapons I need. It's like the Packers needed funding to get a, a top tier well, receiver. All, Arno, all Arnold, all Arnold needed
0: was some mud, right? To hide from his radar.
1: True. Yep. Like I was saying, I know and Batman. You know, I got a Bat suit in the closet that is already infrared deterrent. There we go. So I'm I'm good there. Now, how do you beat an oh. alien?
0: Then they get like acid blood.
1: Well, they're an animal. I mean, even though they're an intelligent animal, I would definitely, it would be, it's bullets, you know, they could, you know, blow them up, whatever, run them over with the Batmobile. It all works. So you, you, just just make sure, I got to make sure it's acid repellent Batmobile.
2: So you (laughs) cook up a story, Amon, and drop us into a meat grinder. What happened to you? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> All right. So, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Maybe when we were talking about nicknames. You still got to do this. You know, maybe the nickname for the Packers backfield amon, it could be the alien and the predator, right? Now you got the two-headed monster back, uh yeah, Aaron Jones and Jamal
1: Williams. Yeah, he has the dreadlocks. As they said the Whoopi gold dreadlocks. Yep. Whoopi gold bird dreadlocks. So he has that um Jamal could be maybe considered a uh alien, a xenomorph, I don't know. He has to do more damage for me to consider that as a. That's good. That's That's a heavy nickname. You be called the alien. You bring it because like when Clay Matthews got going, he was sacking people. Yeah. He was the predator. He yeah. got the predator good monitor. Point. Okay, so if you're gonna be the alien, or you got to have him. You got to be killing. You got to be busting. Like I said, busting <laughs> out of people's chest. He's not doing. He's getting close there.
0: Hey, speaking of Jamal Williams. Calling. I'm on. speaking of Jamal Williams he gets in the end zone and he does a little dance again are you coming around to his dance moves or are you still anti I'm, 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 I'm
1: I might if he I might be flying on the plane or going to Lambo and it's like look man you got my number you gotta you gotta act right I love him to death i'm not I'm glad he's back from injury he he is a key component to that offense but we gotta shut the dancing down bro yeah I know this is probably the the millennial thing to do but what for? What, what's the name? I just want to know. Give me the name, then I'll probably be okay with it. I, pretty, I hope he has a name for this dance. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know the name and, of the dance. And he got to – if that's the only dance he knows, then I know he's not really doing – cutting the rug up at the dance club a whole lot because <laughs> I knew – I had more dance moves than that when I did dance on the dance floor, not in the end zone. Okay, and I saved it for the dance floor. It wasn't for the football field. So it was getting it's jiggy that. jiggy
2: with it was Will Smith. We could say getting Jamal with it could be the uh, the Jamal <laughs> dance. Hey, I love it. Yeah. So it. Do, speaking of this backfield, Amon, So Devonte Adams tweeted out, you know, it, this is the best one-two punch in the NFL. And if you're not done with that, you're on meth. And I mean, I conjured up some some you know breaking bad references for me. Which what a great show. But do you right, really? Th- where do you think this backfield ranks? I mean, we were looking after he said it, we looked it up, did the research. I mean, I. I don't know that they're number one, but they're, I mean, they're certainly in the discussion. I mean, there are better single backs, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, Saquon Barkley. But when you look at the one-two punch, I mean, can you make the argument this is one of the, if not the best, one-two punch backfields in the NFL right now?
1: Well, you have to wait until the end of the season for that. Because you you go back to 2000. You have Tiki Barber and Ron Dane. They were Thunder and Lightning. Um, You have actually myself. We didn't have a nickname, but it was myself, Tony Fisher, and Nasir Davenport. We were a three-headed monster. A monster. So, so that there. I'm trying to think anybody else that kind of pops in my head during my time.
2: With uh, Lendell um, White and yeah, uh, Chris Johnson, Lendell White.
1: Yep, down in Tennessee. Yep. Yes, those guys. You know, that's a dangerous bunch of guys that I just mentioned. So I say wait to the end of the season because you know everything is about stats and where these guys ended up. Um, and they're going to find their ranking then. But really it doesn't matter. If they're in the playoffs, they're going deeper in, and they get to where they need to get to. They win the conference or the division, then they win the conference. They do what they need to do to get to that big bowl. It doesn't matter where they land as a damn, damn dynamic duel, but it does help that offense stay where it keep rolling because Aaron knows, just like any good quarterback knows, if I have a run game, except for Dan Marino, He was a guy that did not believe in a run game Um, and is quoted many times saying stop throwing, stop passing or running the ball, just let me throw it. But minus him, no, quarterbacks know that I got to have a run game to balance off this offense, to make the defense, like I always mention, honest so they don't fill the box up or stay out in the zone. So basically, you know, having those uh, type of things. So um, Aaron Jones did a great job with his 50 yards last week and, and receiving the ball at the backfield, you know, doing the things he do as a running back. You don't have a big run day. 100 yards, that's okay. But you catch the ball, pick up the blitz, do your job.
0: <clears Ooh, throat> N- Nellie's got a good – Nellie,
1: am I going to tell you a little – Nelson speaking? Oh,
2: a couple duels that I came up with, Ladanian Tomlinson, Michael Turner, and then, of course, yeah. this is Ebo's favorite, Priest Holmes, Larry Johnson. And Larry Johnson,
0: Johnson, LJ. That's a pretty I good one. That guy's woke on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I, I thought about the Chiefs during that time. About what, I couldn't remember. Well, see, you got if exactly. you're going
2: Chiefs, all mine, these guys are too young. you got to go old school <laughs> – the uh, Nigerian okay, uh, Christian, uh, nightmare, Christian Okoye and Barry, yeah, Word. Barry Word. Oh, yes. dude.
1: They were dangerous. Like, those two now. oh, my God, they'd be dangerous. You got dudes that are, like, six, over six feet, over 220 pounds, and are running the ball literally downhill on you every snap. And they're not running around you. They didn't have the, the patience to try to juke you.
0: Hey, they I'm- didn't
1: have the, the effort. Uh, the, the energy, they're like, I'm just running you over. Amon,
0: literally. Amon, when you're playing Madden, and if you could be any running back, who would you pick?
1: Amon Green. I mean, besides, besides, well, besides Amon Green, <laughs> besides, besides, AJ 30s. If we're talking about Madden, we're talking about me. I'll start with myself, and if myself is not available, I might have to either go Walter Payton or Bo Jackson.
0: Oh yeah, you are a big Payton guy, right? Yes,
1: yeah. yes. You talking about Madden? So yeah. Uh, but yeah we're 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 on injuries uh earlier. I just want to mention we still got Eric Fisher. He's beat up with a growing for the Chiefs. These are Chiefs injuries. Andrew Wiley, uh Ankle, and Sammy Watkins, a receiver that's been putting up big numbers, he has a hamstring, so that's gonna slow him up. You know, we have and they have Tyreek Hill back. So guys like that is something that, you know, as fans and definitely as Packers, you gotta realize, you know, those are the key injuries. That's why that team has not been looking like the Chiefs of last year or even the year before. They're a little on the beat up side and now gotta come they gotta protect home. And it's gonna be tough against uh Jadarius, Preston, Martinez defense, Where defense, where they're putting up big things, stopping guys, keeping them out of the end zone, and not letting them three eighty turnovers game. They make a sacks. You know, they were, were able to uh, get the Derek Carr, rattle him a little bit. He played okay. He played better, but it wasn't enough to win. He ended up getting benched because it just wasn't in a situation to help his team win last week against the Raiders for the Raiders. So um, that defense is where this season is going to basically be decided, you know, come uh, November, December uh, for these guys. Um, so it's something very, uh, it's going to be interesting to see come the end of the season.
2: Uh, it's the Amon Green show uh, Packers all-time leader rusher with us. So you look at this defense Iman and the Chiefs, you mentioned some of the injuries uh, on Kansas City's side. I mean, we always think about Chiefs, and yup, it is a great offense when when it's Patrick Mahomes. But this defense has been taken apart uh, the last couple seasons. You know, last year when they were winning, this year where they're kind of struggling out of the blocks. I mean, what do you see in the Chiefs' defense, and what can the Packers do, or what should the Packers do uh, Sunday night to exploit it?
1: Well, I mean, they got you know, more you know different defenders, younger guys. Um, I know they have the honey badger back there, Tyron Matthew. He's still. Roam in the field. Eric is not there no more. So just a, they got to be, I say, more efficient. You know, and I don't say not more efficient. Just continue to do what they're do, what they're doing. Because the Packers' offense have been getting in their rhythm a lot quicker, along with the run and the pass. So continue to do that and see what that defense can do. Because they know offensively for the Chiefs, they don't have a, they don't have Pat Mahomes back there. So they're not going to be sustaining drives. I believe won't be sustaining drive, long drives with Matt Moore. You know, if somehow Matt Moore just got a little better because he got a different color helmet on, um, you know, at the quarterback position is what we're going to find out. Is he this the guy, or he just came in a situation where they didn't prepare for him last week, and he was able to, I'll say, play and and throw the passes that he needed to throw to help the um, the Chiefs win last week? Because now we have a team that's the top defense in the league right now, and had a week to prepare for Matt Moore. You know, on offensively, so. Those guys not being on the field, Tyron, you know Tyron Matthew, and that defense giving up big plays here and there have two losses and uh, five wins, so that's going to be this going to be the determining factor is how Matt Morris is going to play, and then what the Chiefs' defense can muster up in stopping Aaron and Aaron and Jamal and the rest of the receivers of this uh, Green Bay Packer offense.
0: This is the Amon Green Show, brought to you by Badger City Auto on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
2: Hey, Speaking of Amon Green of Badger City Auto, before we get your game day prediction, a big event you'll be having on yeah. Sunday. Talk about the big day for you and uh, the fans of among uh, Green and the Packers want to come out to Badger City Auto on Sunday.
1: Yeah, yeah. come out. We're going to tailgate. We're going to have some uh, some good food, get the hangout, handshake, meet and greet. Maybe sign a few autographs for a little bit before the Packers kick off into the Chiefs' butts in Chiefs Stadium um, down there in Missouri. Without Pat Mahomes. So, yeah, we get to do that. We get to hang out. You get to ask me questions face to face. Yeah. You get to ask me my Batman knowledge or football knowledge, whatever you want to do. And if it's, I might bring my Xbox down. Yeah. I might might bring that. You know, I think that'll be fun to find out because I know guys ask me, how good, you know, I get um, challenged. Let's play Madden. I'm like, all right, let's go. (laughs) I don't mind taking an L, but you got to be ready to take an L too.
2: I got I got to set up a Reese Miller Amon Green, you know, see if my 13-year-old son is is what it's all about, all that wasted time on the damn Xbox at night. So, so Ma, what are you Amon, Sunday,
0: Sunday's starting at 4.30, or 4.30 to 5.30, right? And you know Badger, yeah. Badger City Auto ain't too far from my house, so I'm going to come Ooh. and say what up.
1: Yeah. Oh, now I'll that Evo's it. coming,
0: I'm coming to Amon. I'll
2: bring, I'm not going to be outdone by him. I'll bring Jenny with I'll, me too.
1: Yes, yeah, so I haven't seen her in a while. Oh, yeah. my God, the better half. She's, yeah. she's great.
2: I'm going to bring the Bosnian flag and drape it over Ibo when we're there, Amon. <laughs> then he's going to get knocked out. <laughs> oh, my
0: God.
1: That is too funny
2: <laughs> yeah, that. so I can't wait. Sunday at
0: 430, Badger City Auto with Amon Green. It's going to be a good time. Correct.
2: Man. Yeah, that's Correct. going to be a good day. Hey, you mentioned yeah. Arrowhead, Amon. People always talk you know, about the great stadiums and home field advantages. Did you play either with – in any of your time in the NBA did, or NFL, did you have a, a game in Arrowhead, and is the hype that real?
1: Yes, the hype is real. The sound is loud. I don't know how. The way the stadium is built, you don't think it's loud, but it is. Um, And for a history standpoint, this game could probably be found on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you type in the Seahawks, 1998 season um, versus the Chiefs in Chiefs Stadium. That was a torrential rain pour down on us myself my teammates and uh the chiefs it was so much rain where it was literally water falling down the stairs in chief stadium pre game in pre game and we played the game you um, know rain sleet or snow footballs being played and i ended up spraining my mcl cuz was a big it was a lake in the middle of the field but i ended up i got it taped up and got right back out there on um on kickoff cuz i was just a special teamer in my rookie year But that field was ridiculous. It was like it was a fun game. Like if it was a little league game, it was the mud game. It was the mud bowl um, coming that we played down there. I'm on. I'm looking at it right
0: now. There is a lake in the middle of the field.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I told you. What was it?
0: Why would you even want to run through that? Like, what are you doing to my body?
1: Hey, it's football. Yep. Rain, like I said. What was more rain?
0: Forrest Gump when he was in Vietnam or uh, Amon Green at this uh, Arrowhead Stadium? (laughs)
1: Hey, I wasn't over in Vietnam, but it looked <laughs> it looked close. I would just say myself and my teammates, because I just sitting in that world, weather. I played in similar things in high school and maybe a few in Little League, but Those at whole level, it was interesting. It was fun, though. It was fun, though. So, what's the noise um, like
0: there? Can you even hear yourself think?
1: Um, defensively, I'll say. or offensively, I'll say, yeah, they get cranked up, and no, it's hard on them. You got it's almost you think it's an indoor stadium. It's where it's allowed to get, but today in the experience of players and the experience of coaches they know they have their signals that work that they can work through the loud noises you know playing in the Metrodome or um, US Bank Stadium excuse me um, every year now and then also Detroit Stadium you get to you adjust you know how to work in loud places so i'm pretty sure um Aaron the receivers and the linemen they have this system i saw but you know David Bucatara he holds hands with the guard and that's just for he know him him to know when that ball is snapped so he has a he doesn't uh, look away from the DN. So they have those systems they do to adjust for the loud noises. So, you know, in that sense, for myself, I say get to the pick here, um, I'm going with the boys. I'm going with the Packers uh, winning this yeah. game. Like I said, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm not a Vegas guy, so I don't know the line. I don't know none of that. I just know it's going to be a win because of, like I mentioned earlier, they have a, a Pat Mahome on the sideline, not on that field. Um, they have Matt Moore, who is not – Guy, you know he's not the experienced guy, and I say the athlete as Mahomes, but he is an experienced quarterback. But I think now with this defense being having a week to prepare for him, they know they've seen him they've seen, when he was at the Dolphins. They know okay, he wasn't that guy. He's a guy that more can manage a victory for the Chiefs until Mahomes get back. So they there for their slate, they, they're okay because a couple more weeks back, and they can still have a chance. To be in the playoffs, but for this game here, it's not the time. So it's going to be the Packers defense, offense getting in their rhythm as we've seen. And for me, I like to see—I just can't wait to see more of what Matt Lafleur has in his, in his in his nugget for the play design. Because I've seen a lot of stuff similar to the LA Rams, a lot of motioning, the way they get the backs out of the backfield into routes. I.e., that's why Aaron Jones has a, a touchdown reception where that team—I love that team route. I wish I had a lot more of that myself. Because I wanted to always show uh, what how my route running and then the, my my catching skills past the line of scrimmage, but I like I enjoy watching what uh, Matt Lafour has given Jamal and Aaron Jones the opportunity to do to catch that ball out the backfield and to see that defense continue to tee off. Because I know defensive players they love to get in that big um, offensive backfield, so no, they would rather have Pat Mahomes trust me, but to go after Matt Moore. To try to slow down the run game, also for the Chiefs in Williams as well, and to get past those O linemen, who are guys that you know were in uh, the playoffs deep into the playoffs last year. So they they they'll, they'll test them, test their ability off those guys, regardless of what season they're having right now. So I know Preston is there. They like, look, man, let's uh let's have a few meetings in the in the deep, in the offensive backfield during this game because uh, they know they'll slow that offense down.
2: Hey, Amon, so you like the, the Packers to win. Assuming that happens, 7-1 and one will be at the midway point of this season. I mean, how impressive would that start be? And, you know, Ibo and I, we did this as a poll the other day on the show. Who's the best team in the, the NFC? If they, if they win Sunday and go to the midway point of the season at 7-1, can they make a claim for, for best team in the NFC right now?
1: Ooh, I don't know. That's tough. I think it's still early. You got a team like the Saints led by Bridgewater, who's doing an outstanding job as well, coming off the bench, Um, and their defense um, as well. Uh, You have the 49ers, and they are scary good because they've been in positions so far this season that they've been tested. You know, one was weathered last week, and they played well. They only scored nine points, but still got the victory. So that's a defensive win right there. So I wouldn't put that on them yet, and I wouldn't want it. Uh, Because you know me, I like to lay under red. I'm Batman. I like to lay in the dark where well, you don't see me coming, and all of a sudden, bam, we just Boom. won the Super Bowl. Everybody, like, what the heck just happened? Right. So, no, keep them off the radar. Don't, don't, don't crown them. Don't crown the Packers the best team right now. Let's lay under the radar. Keep them in the top five because that attention you don't want right now. You don't want players, um, you know, to get – not saying they are, but take that to the head and think, oh, yeah, we're the best team since sliced bread right now. No, you don't want the guys thinking that. You want to wait you know, and not be crowned that and and let it be proven on the football field. That's my opinion.
2: Yeah. And and, and to that point, Amon, right now, the NFC, I mean, like we were talking earlier about the trade deadline. And and to me, I I don't even know if there is a second best team in the AFC. I mean, the gap between the Patriots and everybody else is ridiculous. But in the NFC, to your point, I mean – And Drew Brees may be coming back as early as this week, certainly by next week. Obviously, Green Bay, you mentioned San Francisco. The Vikings win again last night. I mean, the NFC is just loaded right now, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it just kind of flips. I would say about in the last 10 years, it was like the AFC was tight at the end. As well, but now you kind of see the a- a- the NFC doing its thing. You got the Cowboys at four and three, like you mentioned. The Vikings won last night. You got two teams at six and one, being the Packers and New Orleans, and then six and zero oh with the with the Forty Nine ers. is just like wow, it's going to be interesting. If that means between now and the end of December, early January for the playoffs, as football fans, we're going to see some great football be being played. Um, it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be a lot of yards. Going to be some tough wins, some tough losses, but for us, we could kick up, kick up our legs on the couch, get our hot tamales and popcorn. Uh, Come on, I just bought a
2: brand new box of dots, dots last night. Ooh, I got them on; uh, they're ready to
1: rock Ooh, Sunday. That's my, that's my other guilty pleasure. Come I got the Haribo,
0: the mix pack of all the gummies.
1: Yeah, the, the Haribo comes. In. It's a nice. That's like, that's like my, that's like my, uh, that's like my Matt Moore right now. It's my backup, it's the, hair, the hair of all uh, gummy gummy? Aren't you a Cheetos guy? That. I'm a Cheetos, I'm a Hot Tamales, and I'm a Dots guy.
2: Well, that's funny, Nelson. Amon, yeah. uh, because <laughs> Nelson got a brand new jar of mayonnaise and a big spoon for Sunday. He just goes straight mayo for his favorite candy. Oh,
1: gross. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound appetizing to me to eat so old. Hey,
2: Amon, hey, Nelson's never seen a meal he doesn't like. So, you know, we got to support him. He's our guy.
1: Uh, no, I know he's our guy. I got to appreciate that. So I got. Well, I know. I know. I'll put that on the Christmas list. Amon, no don't
2: believe him. I believe in fitness. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, Nelly. I gotta give, yeah. I got his, to his give you. Yeah, his favorite
2: meal, Amon, is the next one. <laughs>
1: oh Lord! <laughs> hey,
2: again, <No. laughs> Badger City Auto on Sunday. We're gonna tailgate. You can Q and A with Amon. Uh, get some great Packers stories and get you set for uh, the Packers and the Chiefs. Looking forward to it, my friend. All right.
1: Me too as well. Can't wait. See you,
0: man. Have fun in AZ.
2: Fun. Thank you, buddy.
1: Talk to you guys later. There you he is,
2: a Packers all-time leader, leading rusher Amon Green, and he will be live here in Madison on Sunday, 430, for a, a tailgater getting you set for uh, Green Bay and Kansas City.